And now for our feature presentation. PushbackRadio.com. Duncanville, Dallas, Fort Worth. From Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth, where this is Jackie. What up, y'all? This is Jackie. Of Shackleford 1 and the main event show. Call it before you give an automatic voice message. This is something like this. Shackleford 1 and the main event with me, the Jackie O. Heard exclusively on Push Radio. Give me two scoops. PushGapRadio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Welcome to a brand new edition of Shocker 41 in the main event with Jackie O. Here's to Joe Lewis this week, Dallas, Fort Worth. Black TikTok creators, we're going to break that down. Bill Cosby will delve into that. Labor shortage and labor unions. Do you think it's time to bring them back? Also, people that we lost in 2021 so far and vax that thing up. The new juvenile Manny Fresh vaccine awareness song is not a new song, but you know what it is. Everything man wants to know is in a book. Anything you want to keep away from black folk, put it in a book. Therefore, the most dangerous thing in America is a black man with a library card. With Shaka 401 in the main event with Jackie O on the bangingest thing on your internet. We're pushgapradios.com. Dallas, baby. You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have that if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the do I give a sh- about burning the football hall of fame, about burning a target? You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so your target. Your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Pushcapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Welcome back to another edition of the Bangin'est Podcast on your urban internet radio dial. We've been off for a while. I'll explain that. Jackie O will be back in August because she is still on vacation. A lot been going on. I'll break all that down for you. But first want to get to the phenomenal Shikari Richardson. Five things you need to know about the track star. You know, they're not letting her go to the Olympics. Predicated on smoking weed. Who gives a damn? Okay? It's always something with these people. Now, Shikari Richardson, phenomenal athlete. One of the best has come along. You remember Flojo. Okay? Amazing. Now, 
Shakira Richardson. Her career was just getting started, but the track and field phenom is already one of the most talked about athletes in recent memory. After learning she wouldn't be competing in the Tokyo Olympics, track and field sprinter Shakari Richardson attended the ESPY Awards, received a special shout out. Now, she was born here in beautiful Dallas, Texas. PushGapRadios.com, Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. And the sprinter shot the worldwide fame in June of 2021 with her stunning victory in a 100-meter race at the U.S. Olympic track and field trials. Her time of 10.86 was impressive, of course, but she also charmed the fans with her signature style and the adorable hug she gave her grandmother after her win. Now, couple of things you need to know about the amazing Shikari Richardson. Number one, she was raised by her grandmother because her biological mom had passed away. That's why she uh, was smoking the weed. Helped her to deal with it. Now, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. My mom passed away in October. And I kind of fell off a little bit like that. You know, I was smoking that good green, that loud, that good kush. I quit July 5th because it's time to find a job. But yeah, I understand that. Now, if you haven't walked in her shoes and you still have your mom, shut the hell up. Everyone else, my dad, my stepdad, my grandmothers, my aunts, my uncles, people who have passed away. I understood that. You know, I dealt with that. But when my mom went. It was totally something different. Five things to know about the track star. She was raised by her grandmother, Betty Harp, and her aunt. Says her grandmother's superwoman. Number two, Shikari Richardson is one of the fastest women in history. April of 2021, the sprinter ran the 100-meter race at 10.72, making her the sixth fastest woman of all time and the fourth fastest American woman of all time. Number three, she counts Wilma Rudolph and Florence Griffin Joyner as her inspirations. Athlete said that her grandmother inspired her sparkly nails, but she's proud to follow in Flojo's manicured footsteps. If the amazing Flojo had long nails, then there was no excuse why I couldn't have long nails as well. Number four, Shikari Richardson's hair color choices have meaning. Richardson is famous for her brightly colored hair, which she chooses based on her mood. See, it helps her to stand out. She said her girlfriend picks her colors because it's loud and honestly, it's dangerous. She said that the different colors that she used, like red, puts her in a dominating mood. And she says sometimes that can be overwhelming. But when she wants to calm down, her hair is black. You know, people are giving her a hard time about all that. And number five thing, she competed for Louisiana State University, LSU Tigers. She plays first in the 100 meters at the uh, 2019 NCAA Championships and was the runner-up in the 200 meter. Both of her times were world records for athletes under age 20, And the Olympic Games starts in Tokyo, July 23rd, 2021, and ends on Sunday, August 8th. Time now for your PushGapRadio.com Celebrity Birthdays. 
Celebrity birthdays, July 12th, Bill Peel Cosby. We're going to get into him. He turns 84. The great Charlie Murphy died April 12th of 2017. He would be 62 years old on July 12th. July 13th, actor Harrison Ford turns 79. Singer Deborah Cox, um, it's her birthday. Actor Ken Jung. The Asian guy who was, who was on The Hangover. Love that guy. He turns 52. Cheech Marin of Cheech and Chong fame. He'll be 75. And July 13th would have been Gerald Levert's birthday as well. July 14th, American Idol star Ruben Studdard's birthday. MMA fighter Conor McGregor will be 33. Comedian Lonnie Love. She turns 50. T.I.'s wife, Tamika Tiny Harris, July 14th, turns 46 years old. July 15th, the godfather of Harlem. If you don't know, now you know. One of the bangingest shows on television, man. Forrest Whitaker turns 60. July 15th, comedian Eddie Griffin and singer Millie Jackson celebrate birthdays as well. July 16th, actor Will Ferrell turns 54. And football great Barry Sanders from the Detroit Lions will be 53 years old. Speaking of Steel Bill Cosby, mine. Now, you got to go with something here that um, Malcolm X said years ago for the slaves that are asleep. They're not going to understand it. But Malcolm X said the media's most powerful entity is the most powerful entity on Earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the mind of the masses. Bill Cosby claims no one wanted to believe his innocence. I believe that they used him as a proxy for black people show you no matter how big you get in the game, you still a nigga to them. Okay. According to Penn live, the Supreme court overturned the conviction on a legal technicality, but did not vindicate Bill Cosby from guilt. Cosby was released because the prosecutor's office violated its previous agreement not to file charges. When Cosby gave incriminating testimony in a civil case filed by Andrea Constead. believe that's how you pronounce the name. Now there's a thing that says that Bill Cosby, was jacked up because he wanted to buy NBC. Now, here's a story perhaps you didn't hear. They found oil on Bill Cosby's property up there in Philadelphia. Huge sprawling estate. But the Cosby's wouldn't sell. This is why he was really locked up. These people wanted this oil. This big oil company had been coming to him and Camille for like 10 years trying to get them to sell their property. It's those people's homes. They're not interested in doing that. Now, you know, Cosby served more than two years of a three to 10 year sentence in Philadelphia area state prison. He vowed to serve all 10 years rather than acknowledge remorse. Over the 2004 encounter with Constant, and in late 2015, he was charged when a prosecutor presented newly unsealed evidence. Now, Bill getting jacked up for getting Punani 40, 50 years ago. Really? And from what I understand, this Constance lady here, 
she came back and brought her mama. If someone is raping you or abusing you or assaulting you, why in the hell are you coming back? That lets you know something right there. Something ain't right. Now, Bill Cosby had supposed to had sealed records predicated on some testimony he gave in a civil trial. But again, it's just all a way to show you niggas that I don't care how much of an Uncle Tom you are or how much you want to bow down and grovel to the dominant society. You still just a damn nigga. No one cares how much power you acquired or how much money you acquired. It's sad. It's truly sad. Your smarts is not predicated on your skin color. Your smartness is predicated on you studying, you being observant. See, I'm the type of person, what I don't know means more to me than what I do know. They jack Bill Cosby up because they want him and everybody else to know that they still running things. Look at all the greats that have passed on Michael Jackson, Prince, all in their young years. And then they came out and said that this one band sold more albums than Michael Jackson. I think it was the Eagles, but it was a compilation album. He didn't outsell Michael Jackson. It was one album, not no compilation of all his, his body of work. Bill Cosby is used to show you that no matter how high you get up in the game, them folk got to put you down. See, because my thing is this. Why in the world? If you're the dominant society, if you're the chosen people, why are you on everything? Every movie, every magazine, every TV commercial, every everything. That lets me know you're narcissistic and insecure. I'd be on Netflix and whatnot. I have the fire stick. You know how long it takes me to find a movie with a black person in it or, God forbid, to find a movie that's black. Good Lord, I thought you people were supposed to be dominant. If it was me, I wouldn't be blasted all over everything. Black people, I'm sure, just don't possess that. When we come back, the black TikTok creators, we're going to delve into them. People we lost in 2021 so far. We'll break that down. The labor shortage and labor unions. We're going to delve into that. Vax that thing up with Juvie and Manny Fresh. And I'm going to tell you what my homeboy said about the Dallas Mavericks. Said that they ass will never win shit because of how they're structured. Shock of one in the main event with Jackie O, who will return in August on the bangingest thing on your urban internet radio game. Rubber Buggy Baby Boomer Radio. If you're listening to this show, we greatly freaking appreciate you. Shock of one in the main event with Jackie O on PushCapRadios.com. PushCapRadios.com. Dallas, baby. You just shot the number one on your internet radio dial. Shocker Ford one in the main event only on PushCapRadio.com. Pushcap Radio. Pushcap Radio. Pushcap Radio. Dallas, baby. PushCapRadio.com. The official internet station of SimplyMeMagazine.com. 
pushgapradio.com. Dallas, baby. What's up, it's your man Money B from Digital Underground And when I'm not drinking 40s with your mama, I cool out with my man PushGapRadio.com, the most powerful internet station in Dallas. You're finna online day chat, find a May chat, open up be okay ass, okay yeah, profile picture looking tight chat, nice chat, got your bio reading right chat, precise chat, but before you find a day chat, you gotta wait chat, gotta go back to nature, get it straight chat, girl you look good, want you vax that thing up, use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing up, they in real life, you need to vax that thing up, feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up, girl you look good, want you vax that thing up, use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing up, they in real Real life, you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. I know you can't stand it, no holding hands, chick. But when we get the shot, we gon' be romancing. Girl, you could be the queen at the quarantine. We could meet up at the spot and we could do the thing. Internet date chat, I'm your mate chat. Download the app, shorty, you ain't gotta wait chat. I love it when you hold me, ain't plan emoji. You could be the young hot thing, I'll be the OG. Girl, you look good, want you vax that thing up. Use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing up. They in real life, you need to Vax that thing up, feeling freaky all night. You need to vax that thing up, girl. You look good, want you vax that thing up. Use a decent looking brother, want you vax that thing up. Act your fool asleep, you need to vax that thing up. Herd immunity, you need to vax that thing up. If you wanna get sticky and hot, go 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 a go get the shot. If you wanna smash some dude named Scott, go 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 a go get the shot. Go get the shot, go go get the shot. BLK says go get the shot. You wanna smash with Scott, smash smash with Scott. BLK says go get the shot Pushgapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. That's Vax That Thing Up by Juvie Mine. Track still damn bang. Remember that back in the day? 21 years ago. Now, I myself think that this shit is racist. I really do. Where is a Vax That Thing Up for the white folks? Damn sure ain't seen one for them. The Hispanics, the Asians, the Eskimos, the Samoans. Where is theirs? See, they're targeting blacks and Hispanics because, first off, black folk, we don't believe in your medicines. Okay? Those of you of a certain age, remember your grandparents, great-grandparents, two greats, three greats. We're caught up back in that syphilis study. Now, you know, when you go to the hospital as a black person, you get treated way different than them folk. So that's why your medical deals are suspect to us. 
We don't trust you. We know you don't give a damn about us. But all of a sudden now, you pushing the vaccine real hard. You gave us shit else, but you show pushing that vaccine in our communities, huh? Want us to, to be a fiend for the vaccine. Now, the New Orleans rapper Juvie's biggest hit record, Back That Thing Up, may have been released 21 years ago, but the classic song is now enjoying a new life as a reworked pro-vaccine song that could prove to be a stroke of genius in the battle against COVID-19 in the black community. But one thing your ass can bet, the U.S. government definitely cut the check on this remix. Juvie revamped his classic from the 9-9 in the 2000s, you understand me, to present day. But after hearing the COVID vaccine-friendly Vax That Thang Up, fans had mixed reactions to the song. The Cash Money staple linked up with fellow rap vets Manny Fresh, who appeared on the original 1999 track, and No Limit Record artist Mia X to put a new spin on the iconic song, using the same beat that inspires instant twerking to drive home home a different message and see this is pandering at its greatest to the black community you twerking and you can't have sex until you get the shot you know if you want to have sex with scott you got to get the shot you people ain't never done a damn thing for us now you're giving away lottery money free beer peanuts whatever the hell you know how you can get black people to take that shot? Reparations. Give us our damn money. Okay? Give us our money. And I'll take the shot because I don't want your shot. I don't trust you people. I was in the military. I do not trust your government. Okay? Now, what they're saying in the song, they're trying to get you to, again, to go get the shot from here. This video, which was released on Tuesday, July 6th, Features uh, callbacks to the original. The PSA was created in partnership with Majority, the creative marketing agency that has that was co-founded by Shaquille O'Neal. It's sad. All of a sudden, you give a damn about black people when you won't stick that needle. Maybe that's genocide, huh? Maybe they want you to take the shot because, again, <clears throat> why aren't you out here with everybody else having a song? Why don't the Mexicans have a song? Why don't the Eskimos have a song about getting vaccinated? You mean to tell me that niggas is the only ones that ain't getting the shot? So you want to target us? You don't want to give us better schooling and education, better housing, better jobs, which we'll delve into later in the program. But you want us to take that shot in your abdomen about it. That's suspect right there. You heard the song, the beginning of the talk set. Vax that thing up. He never gave black people shit in this country. But now you want us to take the vaccine. I'm just not on board with it. Again, I don't know if you're a thing for the vaccine. I, I, I'm not going anywhere near it. I don't care. It's racism at its finest. It's pandering at its finest. And I'm going to keep it 100 with my black people. They are targeting the sleep niggas. Those of you ADOS and those of you whose third eye is open, they're not talking to you. 
They talking to these niggas that steal slaves. Believe anything they say. If you giving me the vaccine, why you got to pay me to do it? Why you got to pay me to do it? You understand? Prove my point here. Did you hear about the TikTok strike by the black TikTok creators? The phenomenon of white artists appropriating the work of black creators and getting paid more to do it is as old as the entertainment industry itself. A lot of money to be made. Brand endorsements on social media account for $10 billion a year globally. But they pay the black TikTokers far less than they pay the white TikTokers. Now, a TikTok trend which involves white women fake crying is raising questions about real-life consequences of these Karens who have mastered the ability to play the victim. They turn the tears off and on. So it's getting black folks killed and harassed. Think back to the lynching of 14-year-old Emmett Till, who was falsely accused of whistling at a white woman in 1955 and later murdered by a group of white men. Now, someone said, I hate everything about this trend so much because it has gotten so many people, black people, killed, harassed, and assaulted. As the discussion continued, social media users referred back to the case of Amy Cooper, the disgraced white woman who lied when she called police on a black bird watcher in New York Central Park last year. As previously reported, Cooper filed the false report against Christian Cooper after he asked her to put her dog on a leash. So I'm taking a picture and calling the cops, she said. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. She called and said, I'm in the ramble and he's attacking me and he's African-American. Send the police to handle this. This African-American attacking me right now. Listen to the distress in my voice. And P.S. I'm also 100 percent white. Come quickly. See, these people know. What to do. Because the police work for them. How many times have the police went to a black person's house? The black person called them. And got taken through it. What Dave Chappelle said, police come to his house. Police come to his house. He ain't got no pictures up of his family. Okay. Because they still wouldn't believe that a black man owned that house. But this is sad. <clears throat> well, these women are on here. <clears throat> turning on the tears. Acting like black men just want them so bad. And I, I have nothing against interracial relationships people are people humans are humans birds of a feather flock together that's understandable but you try to make it like we so oversexed and we just get up in the morning and go to bed at night thinking about sex 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 when is them what's the highest ranking videos in porn it's interracial but it's not white men and black women it's black men and white women. So who has the fetish? A few blacks do, I'm sure. But you know why they mess with the brothers. Hung like a Shetland pony. But for these women to be here. Practicing crying on cue. It's all a deliberate cause to get black men shot. Or arrested or thrown in jail. 
all a scam. And with the black TikTokers, again, they went on strike. They, because the, what do you think these, you really think these folk created this dance as creative as we are as black people? Let a, 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 a ship, a plane, a damn spaceship pull up and tell black folk, we got some land that's all yours, American blacks. You think the white folk going to let you board that plane, that vessel or whatever, and leave here? See, white folk treat you like a dog. You part of the family. They love you, but not like that. It's the black TikTokers that make it happen. And now you see uh, Megan Thee Stallion has a new cutout. And who do you think makes that stuff go viral? And then they want to bring these folks on here to act like, oh, well, you know, we created this. You stole it from us like you stole everything else we do. We're very creative people. We make something out of nothing. You gave us the guts of a pig, and now our delicacy are called chitlins, baby. We're great at that because we ain't never had shit. So we're very good. At turning something into nothing. We learned that from our moms, our aunties, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers. We know how to survive. That's why when things are falling apart right now, it ain't hurting blacks because we already know how to survive. The black TikTokers. They're the ones. Now, you notice whenever they come out with a new television station, who is it aimed at? The WB, the CW. Same that black folk till they get their weight up. Once they get their weight up, here comes Dawson Creek and all this other crap. But, you know, it is what it is. When we come back, the labor shortage, why companies can't find workers, and the great resignation that's going on amongst baby boomers, do you think it's time to bring back labor unions? I'm from Gary, Indiana, a labor union town, and I'm going to break that down for you when we come back. Banging a thing in the freaking game. Pushgapradios.com, KYBNradio.com. It's the coddest combination in the internet radio game. This is Carol J, the Roadrunner on the Shacklefoot One and the Main Event Show, exclusively on PushGapRadio.com. For all the latest and hottest information on what's happening in Dallas-Fort Worth, log on every Friday at 10 a.m. PushGapRadio.com. It's Dallas, baby. PushGatRadio.com. We want to be your official Dallas internet station. But people, it makes complete sense that restaurant workers are looking for better jobs, right? Because these are tough jobs. They're on their feet all day. They take care of everyone. They pretend not to hear when you guys are breaking up at the table. And after all of that, they have to rely on tips. I mean, you know a job isn't paying enough when every meal ends with a mini GoFundMe. And aside from giving workers the opportunity to look for jobs that they can actually live on, these unemployment benefits are also giving them leverage to use against their former employers. And it seems like it might actually be working. Restaurant and fast food chains are all ramping up hiring and beefing up employee benefits to attract workers. So I guess it turns out that when they were saying nobody wants to work, what they actually meant was nobody wants to work for the starvation wages that we were willing to pay them. And apparently, they were able to afford this the whole time. It just took some pressure 
from the workers to force their hand. And look, I know that some restaurants can only afford to pay their workers so much, but I honestly believe that that's your responsibility as a business owner to figure it out. The point is, if your business can only get by on the backs of workers who can't, then that's not a sustainable business because everyone deserves a job that lets them afford the necessities of life, housing, healthcare, and at least one Netflix. Pushcapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. Hey, done cut out the stimmy. If you were getting the stimmy, uh, <laughs> it's come to an end. I thought they were just taking the 300 in the great state of Texas. They took the whole thing. My stimmy supposed to last it until September. It's going to start looking for a job in August. But I started that process last week. Sent out resumes. Sent out resumes this week. Sending them out now. Okay. Why are they so desperate to get you back to work? COVID-19 ain't really have nothing to do with it. It did, but it didn't. I say that because you're trying to get people to come back to your shitty ass job. $9 an hour, $12 an hour. Everything is going up except your paycheck. Food, rent, insurance. These people find ways to nickel and dime you. Now, another reason a lot of people aren't heading back to these crappy ass damn jobs is because worker shortages are coming from people who have been launching new businesses. They say it was blamed on the generous unemployment benefits, but you know, people are caring for sick relatives and women have children to take care of since school is out. But no one wants to do that. You've had time to find out what work-life balance is. And it's not being at your crappy-ass job all damn day, all week long, and then getting my check, and I can't pay my rent. A lot of people have started their own business. Been a surge in startups in America, and the experts can't explain it. See, the thing is to keep you busy. You understand? If I keep you busy and distracted, you ain't got time to get your own life together. Entrepreneurs have filed applications to launch firms at a record pace since last summer. And the startup frenzy has accelerated this year. Many of the budding business owners lost jobs because of the pandemic and from looking for way, new ways to generate income. The old heads used to say you got eight hours to work, eight hours to sleep, eight hours to live your life. How long are you on your job? 10, 12, 16 hours a day. How much stuff do you miss out on when your children have sports programs or recitals and things of that nature? And again, you can't make it. But I bet the person up there in management made it to their kids recital. You working over coming in on the weekends. You got the great. Resignation wave going on right now. 
that's also contributing to the worker shortage. See, that's the baby boomers. The baby boomers have got to a point where, you know what? If I retire right now, I either make enough to cover my basic stuff with my retirement or my home is already paid off. You're in a great position if that's the case. And they're retiring. See, our, our parents, I'm 60 years old. Ass end of the baby boomers. But our parents back in the 60s and 70s, they went to work and they came home. If they wanted to work overtime, they could. See, they made enough money to take care of them and their families. Do you know that if your paycheck would have kept up with inflation, that the minimum wage would be $24 an hour at McDonald's? See, these people want you to make them rich. They don't give a damn about you and your family. They tell you, oh, we're family oriented. And tell them you got to go see your mama who laid up in the hospital because she has congestive heart failure and diabetes or whatever. And the ambulance had to come get her. Well, after you visit her, can you come back and finish doing? Nigga, my mama laid up in here. You think I give a crap about your damn job? The government sent people three rounds of the STEMI since spring of 2020. People enjoy the remote work. That's become a widely accepted option for the long term. Because, you know, you don't need a brick and mortar anymore. E-commerce is what it's about. From the safety of your home at minimal cost. So people are finding other ways. Here's what my homeboy told me. They don't want niggas sitting around thinking. And they damn sure don't want niggas sitting around smoking and thinking. Why? Because you gonna, a nigga going to come up with a plan. That's how my boy Willie Perry put, Willie Perry put it. A nigga going to come up with a plan. And that's what happened in the 15, 16 months that we've been off. Yeah, time to think. Now, if you took the stimmy and did the right thing, you invested the stimmy in yourself, the extra 600, the extra 300. What did you build for self? Or did you just jack the money off? We upgraded around here with the stimmy. New computer, new mics, YouTube channel, new um, website, all of that. What did you do with your stimmy? Did you upgrade and think about you and your family's future? I read about this one guy. He took his money and bought his kids an ATM machine. Okay. That's what you do right there. Now, do you think it's time to bring back labor unions? The labor unions started eroding when Ronald Reagan got in the office. Remember that? The air traffic controllers. He brought in the scabs to shut them down. So starting when Reagan went in office, the whole thing was to tear down labor unions. Why? It was the people who owned the companies. What is your highest cost? Your highest cost is labor, not materials, not the facility that you're in, transportation, shipping costs. Your highest cost is your labor. You don't want to pay that. So you found a way. Niggas can't get sick pay, vacation pay. Uh, Where's your retirement package? 
Many of you don't even understand what the 401k is. You basically gambling with your future. When these people are done with you, they don't want to be paying you like they did our parents and grandparents who gave 20, 30, 40 years of their life to a company. Now, with labor unions, as workers' power has waned, many corporations have adopted practices that were far rarer or largely unheard of three or four decades ago. They hire hordes of unpaid interns. You see, the housing shortage. That's because all the immigrants went back across the border when when, uh, the pandemic hit last year. So all this free labor for picking vegetables and fruit and building houses and laying roads and construction. Those people are gone. You're not going to get an American worker to do that. You know, niggas ain't finna go pick a damn thing. We've picked enough. Okay. Now they were paying $25 an hour in California to pick onions. And the man said he still couldn't get nobody. He lived in a white area. No Americans trying to do that. And see, somebody told me that's why they don't like the Arabs, because the Arabs came here and they ain't pick shit. Got come and contribute. <clears throat> but the labor unions, hordes of unpaid interns, the freaking uh, immigrants, they expect many workers to toil 60 or 70 hours a week. Illegally treating many workers as independent contractors. See, that's the new flip that they use. That's where you get Uber and Lyft in them. DoorDash. I don't treat you as an employee. That way I ain't got to do what? Pay you sick time, pay you any benefits, give you anything. Because you're a contractor rather than an employee. This way, they don't have to contribute to your social security or pay you overtime. This is how they're screwing you around. Now, here's something that Tariq Nasheed said years ago. And I totally believe it. He was saying, he was saying that um, these people the dominant society. They vote against everything. They voted to get rid of unions because all the niggas is getting the benefits. They voted to send the jobs overseas. They voted to get rid of pensions, replace it with 401ks. And you're just the last one to get it. You put crack in the black community in the 80s and 90s and now we have what? Opioid epidemic. They just the last ones to get hit. Welfare. You could be on it for all your life. Now it's two years. Who's hurting? They call it the sisters, the welfare queens. But every time you see welfare getting busted, who is it? It's them folks. These companies make you sign non-compete clauses and whatnot. The lack of worker leverage helps explain what might be called America's anti-work exceptionalism. Unions have just dropped mine. And it's sad. See, you vote against things because, um, how did D.L. Hughley say it? They came for the Jews. I said nothing. They came for the Asians. I said nothing. 
They came for the Hispanics. I said nothing. And then they came for me. Don't be that way. You got to speak up. In America, your, 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 your racism is maxing out because all you old white guys are dying off. Look at Biden. You give us Biden after Trump. So who's coming up after that? Jerry Lewis? We got idiots running the country. And it's predicated on racism. We're not going to go another further predicated on the racism. Heard a story over the weekend where the black soldiers in France got into a fight with the white soldiers in France because they were in the bar drinking. The white folk came in and said, hey, they can't be in here. The people from France said, nigga, this ain't America. The next day they had a sign up said black soldiers only. See, that's an American thing. It's global, but not like here in America. Not like here in America when we come back I'm gonna tell you about the people we lost so far this year I know you'd be interested in that and we're gonna talk about why millennials resent the boomers with Shaka 401 in the main event with kybnradio.com the bangingest thing on your dial push cap radio Dallas baby Shaka 4-1 in the main event with Jackie O. We're in and there famous, just not real life hot. We're pushcapradio.com. It's going down, baby. Dallas. There's a great deal of talk these days about a so-called labor shortage. Don't be fooled. It's fakery. Here's the reality. What the employers want is more people to work without paying higher salaries. Maximize their profit minimize their labor costs, as they like to say. So capitalists are under the gun, and they want to make more money, and they want to keep labor costs down. And now that they think they can rebound, recover from the crush of the last capitalist crisis plus pandemic, they want lots of people to come back to work without raising their wages. That's all labor shortage means, that the demand to hire is greater than what's willing to be provided in the way of labor at the offered wage. If you want to get rid of the labor shortage, raise the wages, then it will disappear. That's what they don't want to do, even though every textbook in economics read by every business school graduate explains to them, when the demand for something is greater than the supply, there's a tendency for the price to go up. And that applies to the labor and the power to do labor that workers provide. So don't be fooled. The conservatives, the business community that pays them, are out there beating the bushes to take away unemployment benefits, particularly those extra few hundred dollars a week provided because of and during the pandemic. Here's the simple idea. If you take away money from unemployed people, you make them more desperate. And then they may take those jobs for which you don't want to pay higher wages. They'll be desperate enough to accept the low wages you wish to pay. Is that ugly? Is that coercive pressure on the working class? You bet. Don't be fooled. 
Labor shortage is just a polite way to say we want more help from the government to squeeze the working class and make more profits. PushCapRadio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. We were talking about labor unions and why people ain't going back to these shitty ass jobs. Why are they pounding you so hard to come back and work for them? Because if their business goes under, then they're more apt to lose their lifestyle, their home, perhaps their marriage and their family, depending on how things go or how things were, you know, before they got into that. Now, what they were saying was as far, far more than in prior decades, many retailers and restaurants in a practice known as clopening are ordering employees to work until 11 p.m. or midnight to close up and then return at 7 or 8 a.m. to open up. Meaning these people lucky to get five hours of sleep and probably making $8 a damn hour. You busting your ass. These people are holding down wages. And it's just sad. The lack of worker leverage helps explain what might be called America's anti-worker exceptionalism. The United States is the only industrial nation in which workers don't have a legal right to paid sick days, although several states and cities have enacted paid sick leave laws. Similarly, the United States is the only industrial nation not to give workers a legal right to any vacation paid or unpaid. In France, by contrast, workers have a legal right to six weeks paid vacation a year. In Britain, 28 days. In Germany, four weeks. United States is also the only industrial nation that doesn't have a law guaranteeing paid maternity leave. The average maternity leave in Europe is 20 weeks. See, if you're not there to take care of your kids, it's the school to prison pipeline. You remember back in the 50s and whatnot, leave it to Beaver and shows like that. The mom was home. My mom was home until I got to the seventh grade, I believe. My mom was home. We came home for lunch because my school was like three blocks away, my elementary school. Didn't do that in high school. You know, I was under the bleachers smoking that good green. But mom was home. The child needs discipline. Someone has to be there in the morning when they leave to go to school. Someone needs to be there in the evening when they come home. You know, in the 80s, what were they called? Latchkey kids. We didn't have that. Someone was available. Over the past several decades, union membership has steadily declined. Bureau of Labor Statistics data indicates that in 1983, 20% of employed Americans were the members of a union. 2019 is 10.3. Who voted down the unions? You see, unions weren't created for black folk. Many of you probably don't know this, but 
Unions were created after slavery, the Civil War. And the thing being that when you, who, who had all the damn skills, the nigga doing the work. How do you think the guy Eli Whitney came up with the cotton gin? He was the one doing the work. And then a lot of these inventions were stolen by the dominant society. But these people voted this stuff down. In 2018, researchers at MIT found that approximately 48% of non-union workers would join a union if they could, representing some 58 million workers and nearly half of the non-union workers. In 2020, 65% of all Americans approve of labor unions, including 83% Democrats, 64% independents, and 45% of Republicans. See, I need you to run my life. It's like the guy said, he saw his boss had a new Lamborghini. He said, man, boss, that's beautiful. His boss said, yeah, well, if you work hard, you show up on time and you take the initiative and, you know, you try to move up in the company, then I can buy me another one next year. See how it works? You see how it works? Unions were designed for white men. So that whenever you need to hire somebody, you dip in this labor pool here. Don't hire the niggas. Black folk came along years later. And were able to join the union. These people don't care. About you, your family, you running up to your job, thanking them folk love you. Them people don't love you. They love what you do for them. Now, a lot of people are switching fields that they're working in. Me, for instance, I drove motor coaches for the last 15 years for a limo company. I'm not going back to that. I'm either at work at 4 a.m., headed to Houston, New Mexico, some damn where, or I'm getting off at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. I want to go back to work-life balance in my life. What does that mean? Eight hours to work, eight hours to sleep, eight hours to live my life. Work-life balance. So I'm going back into the field that I was in in the late 90s, early 2000s. From the 99 to the 2000s. <laughs> That's what I'm going back to. Creditor rights, bankruptcy. Loss mitigation, default services, foreclosure. Why? Work-life balance. I get off work. I go home. Now, at my job, they call you. Oh, could you come and take this bus to Amarillo so that the other driver can take it and take these people to D.C. because the driver got sick? Or could you drive down to San Antonio because the driver that's supposed to want to replace that driver, he got sick. Now I only get one day off a week. So do you think if I went in and worked for you on my day off, you're going to give me the next day off? No. These people don't want to pay. They're going to use your ass to come up in their life. Rest in power. Remembering the stars we lost in 2021. New Year's brings about new hope and a host of annual occasions to celebrate from birthdays to anniversaries. But with the passing of the days also comes new losses. Time spent with those we love and admire turns into memories. 
As we journey through this year, each day, we remember the celebrities and public figures whose light now shine among us in a different way and the impact they've had on not only the entertainment industry, but its public servants. Here are the stars we lost in 2021. Eric Jerome Dickey, famed author. Eric Jerome Dickey passed away from cancer at the age of 59 on January 3rd. Marion Ramsey, known for her role as Officer Laverne Hooks. Remember the little black lady in uh, Police Academy? With her little squeaky voice. Uh, she was the first Michelet. She passed away from a short illness on January 7th at the age of 73. The great Cecily Tyson. January 28th, award-winning actress and activist Cecily Tyson passed away at the age of 96. Mary Wilson, original Supremes member. Died at home at the age of 76 on February 8th. Prince Marky e. D, born Mark Anthony Morales, was a member of the pioneering rap group, the Fat, Fat, Fat Boys. Love the Fat Boys, man. I'm just reminiscing. He died February 18th, one day before his 53rd birthday. Marvelous Marvin Hagler died March 18th at his home at the age of 66. Former NBA great. Elgin Baylor died of natural causes at the age of 86 on March 22nd. DMX, prolific rapper DMX, Earl Simmons. April 9th, he passed away. Family confirmed that the Rough Rider icon succumbed at age 50 after suffering a heart attack. Tupac, go ahead and rock this. A clown around when I hang around with the underground. Shock G from Digital Underground passed away August 22nd at the age of 57. The rapper was found dead in a hotel in Tampa. The cause of death is currently unclear. Paul Mooney, the great comedian, died at the age of 79 in his home in Oakland, California, after suffering a heart attack the morning of May 19th. Lee Evans, remember the guy in the Olympics in the 60s who held up his fist? He was the one in the middle. First raised his fist in solidarity with the Black Panther movement in 1968 Olympics in Mexico City. He won two golds at the games, 400 meters and the 1600 meter relay. Evans died on May 26. He was 74. Clarence Williams III. Mod squad, baby. He was also Prince's dad in Purple Rain. Remember that? Passed away from colon cancer on June 4th. Known for his groundbreaking role as Link in the late 60s, early 70s series, Mod Squad. He's also in Sugar Hill with Wesley Snipes, Tales from the Hood. He was 81. And Suzanne Douglas from the Parenthood passed away at the age of 64 on July 6th. No cause of death has been revealed at this time. So lost some great ones. Lost some great ones, mine. It's truly sad. But we all have a date. What it say? No man knows the day or the hour. So live your life, mine, like it's your last day. Quit getting caught up and upset about things that are going on in the world. And those things make you angry. Like they said, when you think on the future, you become depressed. When No, when you think of your past, you become depressed. When you think about your future, you become anxious. That's why it's best to um, live in the present. That's why it's called the present, because it's a gift. Live your life for the way you want to live your life. 
Not for these companies, not for these jobs, not for these people who don't give a shit about you or your family or your kids. Live your life for you. Build something for yourself. Do you really believe the the coronavirus deal is over when the the D variant is just ravaging the world? Yet we at football games, basketball games, concerts. We hanging out everywhere here in America. I don't believe shit Fauci say no more. Fauci became one of them. Felt bad for him when Trump was beating him down, but then come to find out, you know, he's invested in Moderna or, or, or Pfizer or whichever company it is. Live your life for yourself and your family. Work-life balance. Work eight hours and take your ass home. Find a job that's paying you enough money to take care of your needs or start your own damn business where you can make the money you want even while you sleep. Shocker 401 in the main event with Jackie Yo on Pushcap Radios.com. Dallas, baby. Hey, this is Scott Moran. It's not just the brothers that listen to PushCapRadio.com. For the hottest new show in the Metroplex, it's Shackleford 1 in the main event on PushCapRadio.com. Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, baby. In Hamilton Park, Dallas, Fort Worth, we're PushGapRadio.com. Pushgapradio.com in Dallas and Fort Worth. My homeboy. I was talking to my homeboy some time ago, and and, and and you Dallas folks, you're probably going to get upset about this. I don't care. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a diehard Bears fan. But he was explaining. He was explaining to us because <clears throat> someone was talking about the Dallas Mavericks and uh, Luka Donka. My homeboy explained, Dallas Mavericks ain't going to never win shit. And everybody's like, oh, man, you just down in Mavericks. No, 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 no. And the way he broke it down after he got done, you, you, you kind of had to think about it. Now, Bear Bryant, back in the 60s, I believe, late 50s, early 60s, Bear Bryant was the coach of Alabama football. This team flew in from California. Half the team was black. They had no blacks on the Crimson Tide. And they beat the crap out of Alabama. The black people in the town where the college is, they came up to the stadium. They were there to support the California team. So when Bear Bryant went to the booster meeting, he basically told them, we got to get some niggas. Else from here on out, it's our demise. It's our downfall. We got to get some black guys. You remember Jackie Robinson came back in the game, back in baseball, back in 1945, I believe. But we've always been amazing. They try to lead you to believe that you're not amazing. We're very creative. And they want to talk about the first Black spelling bee winner. I don't believe that. See, it's first to them because they don't know. 
And what he was saying about Luka Donka <clears throat> is you got some young brothers down in South Dallas that will ball him out of the gym. So I don't know if you pay attention, but the Mavericks team is mostly white guys. And this came about after we were watching um, the Mavericks in the first round of the playoffs. And I was saying the same thing. Yeah, Mavericks ain't going to make it. You know, you got people here from Dallas, Texas. That's their team. You can't knock. That's their team. But I felt the same way. As black men, you're either in entertainment or you got a ball in your hand. That's the way it's been set up for us. So you honestly think Luka Danka and these other cats from overseas going to come over here and take food off our plate? Of the only things we have available to us. Look at, uh, I know a lot of you watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. When him and Scotty went to the Olympics, what they say? Lead Tony Kukoc to us. Jerry Krause wants to run Kukoc here to Chicago Bulls. We built this. It's like your children built it and then you go down the street and get some neighbor to come in and enjoy it. And that's what he said. Until they get some niggas, Mavericks ain't going nowhere. Last championship they won with Dirk Nowitzki. He had several black folks on there. Kenny the Jet Terry. Uh, Mike, what's his name? I picked him up. I drive limos. I picked him up. Michael, um, can't remember his name. But yeah, that's what he's saying. They are not black guys. Aren't finna let you come to America and take some of the only stuff we got. Sports. And Luke and him ain't going to beat them brothers. And don't nobody even want to come here. Think about it. What major star wants to come to the Dallas Mavericks? Where is your LeBron James? Where is your Steph Curry? Where are the brothers that are dominant? Because these white boys ain't as athletic as what he was explaining. And it, until they get somebody here in Dallas, a black guy, they ain't going to never win shit. And it's predicated on racism. Look at the Chicago Bears. We just picked up Justin Fields, quarterback. Last black quarterback we had was Vince Evans in 1978. There hasn't been a black quarterback in Chicago, and I couldn't tell you when. Dallas Cowboys are the same way. They had, uh, <laughs> you know, that crazy-ass black dude they had. He was going to jail and some more crap. Quincy Carter. They wanted to pay Tony Romo. He wasn't getting shit done. But then along comes Dak. And you didn't want to pay him. But the ancestors showed you, huh? The ancestors showed you when Dak went down that your team ain't about crap. The Dallas Mavericks ain't going to win nothing because you don't get no brothers. And then don't nobody want to come here because they see you as losers. They see a team full of white boys. Them white boys can't jump as high. They can't run as fast. They're not as creative or as they like to say, athletic. Because, you know, athletic is a cold word for black, right? Oh, he's very athletic. Oh, he's a black guy. They don't say that about the white players. 
The Mavericks ain't going to win shit because the Mavericks don't want to go get a powerhouse black guy who knows the game. These people learned the game overseas. Luka Donka, Tony Kukoc. Get out of here. Care how good you are. You ain't finna beat no brother. And the Mavs didn't get out of the first round of the playoffs because it's too many brothers. They may win a game or two. But then the brother's going to wake up. Perfect example. The Dallas Mavericks, when they should have won, they should have had two championships. The second time they won, I believe it was, 2011. And, oh boy, Popeye Jones. He fouled Shaq. They were playing Miami. And they was beating the crap out of Miami. He went up, hard foul Shaq. Shaq went down. Shaq got up and started waving. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And woke up a sleeping giant. They punished the Mavericks. Them brothers. See, you can't come in here and take food off another man's plate. If this is all I have, then no, you ain't finna come in and take that. I got my own family to feed. So like he was saying, like he was saying, the Mavericks ain't going to never win nothing. And long as Jerry Jones is running the Dallas Cowboys, they ain't going to never win shit. Jerry's ego. See me, there's no way in hell I wouldn't have let Jimmy Johnson do his thing. Supposed to be Jimmy run football, Jerry runs business. Till Jimmy went out. And got Tony Casillas. Jerry Jones, I just closed a hundred million dollar oil and gas deal. Ain't nobody said a damn thing about it. All they talking about is this this defensive guy, Tony Casillas. Next day, <laughs> next day, Jerry in front of the camera telling the media that he brought the guy in. And like Jimmy Johnson said, Jerry don't even know who the hell Tony Casillas is. But it was the adulation that Jimmy was getting. Jimmy Genius is what we call him here in Dallas, Texas. I'm a huge Jimmy Johnson fan. Diehard Bears fan. But I love greatness. Tom Brady. I'm a Tom Brady fan. I love greatness. I don't give a damn, you white. Somebody told me, well, I would never wear um, a football jersey of a white player. I don't care if you greatness, you greatness. But these people aren't going to win anything because racism blinds you. I want the best player. Luca Dunker. You don't even know the black cats on the damn team because there is nobody that's dominant like that. That's the face of the team. Kyrie Irving. Where are these brothers at? How come they're not here? How come they are not here? Millennials, resentment of baby boomers. Baby boomers were the ones who cried, don't trust anybody over 30 during the Vietnam War. Millennials, to some extent, they're Gen X and Gen Z brethren. Hate the elders with the ferocity never before seen in our culture. Too many millennials whine that their complacent elders bequeathed them a rotten America and a rotten world. Economic malaise that will leave them with lousier lives than their parents and a planet on fire from climate change. Egged on by the media savvy likes of a 16 year old Greta Thunberg. They blame prolonged heat waves on baby boomers who supposedly stood by and cheered as the earth went up in flames. You know, the um, phrase out called, okay, boomer. That comes from them telling you to shut your old ass up. If anybody ever tell you, okay, boomer, 
them youngsters. But that's mostly among the dominant society. That's not within our society. Hopefully, uh, black youngsters have more respect than to be sitting here getting sarcastic with uh, their betters. The downturn of the pandemic economy has hit many groups hard, but for many millennials, those born between 1981 and 1996, that pain, mine. These people ain't never been able to get on their feet. You know you had the housing collapse back there in 2008. A lot of number of other factors are creating questions about who's responsible for the economy and global warming and things of that nature. The youngsters blame it on the baby boomers. Now, there's no question that many of the younger Americans face challenging economic conditions. Despite record high employment, many new jobs are low paying, short term, lacking in benefits and are subject to instant termination without warning. Didn't we just discuss that? These people went to college. And can't even buy a home. I was 34 years old when I bought my first home. Looking to buy another one first of the year. It's sad. It really is. That things have gotten so out of whack. You can't make money. And see, that's how the economy goes. When you get out of college, you get a job, you buy a car, you get an apartment, you get married, you buy a house. This is what pushes the economy. But if you got a whole generation of people who can't get their first apartment because they live with their mama, they can't buy a home because what they make per hour is not enough. Why do you think the... The numbers are going down for people having children. I can't afford to take care of myself. How the hell am I going to bring another life into this world? But they blame everything on the baby boomers. Just like the Olympics that are coming up. We will, we will be having the closing ceremonies when I come back. And still want to give a shout out. Don't forget, Olympics start uh, Friday, July 23rd and Sunday, August 8th. Shakira Richardson, she will be your world leader in the 100 meter read, uh, 100 meters on next year. Push Gap Radio, Dallas. Hello, my name is Gavin. I come from a generation called Generation X, and I like to bitch and moan about millennials because they like to bitch and moan. However, I think it's important to focus today on the worst generation, the baby boomers. If you were born between 46 and I believe 64, you were part of that massive surge of a rebirth that happened after World War II, and you are very likely a f***ing dink. I like a lot of baby boomers. My parents are very cool, but my parents hate baby boomers. In fact, they're the ones who got me thinking about this horrible, vile, disgusting, selfish overindulgent, immature, retarded generation. Baby boomers are, as Paul Begala pointed out, the worst. Your entire generation should be indicted for child abuse. And that is why the baby boomers are the worst generation ever. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradio.com, the power is in the name. Pushgapradio.com. We're going to take over this town. Like street sweepers. That's gangster now. In my YouTube account, I talk about 
not liking the radio much anymore. But I've never really addressed why I don't like the radio anymore. It's not that I don't like the radio because they play whack music. Every once in a while, if you own a radio station, you're going to play something that people consider whack. It's, that's just inevitable. What my problem with the radio station is that they continue to play the same style of music over and over again. There's nothing innovative, new, or new, or anything fresh. PushGatRadio.com Trade union, or labor union as it's called in the United States, is basically an organization that consists of workers who band together so as to have more negotiation power and hopefully secure higher wages, better working conditions, decent benefits, and so on. In the U.S., Philadelphia shoemakers called Cordwainers established the first labor union back in 1794, and let's just say the authorities weren't thrilled about it and the workers in question ended up paying a fine. Nowadays, however, the landscape is quite a bit different, in most Western nations at least. Some of the union-related pros are 1. Union members tend to make more money, with non-union workers only making 82% of what union members earn, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. 2. Superior benefits and retirement options, with National Compensation Survey data indicating that out of 100 union workers, 93 receive medical benefits and retirement benefits, as opposed to only 69 non-union workers receiving medical benefits and 64 receiving retirement benefits. 3. The bargaining power of a large group is undoubtedly greater because something like a large-scale strike can cripple a company. There are, however, cons as well, such as... 1. Costs, with union members having to contribute both financially and or by investing time in union-related activities. 2. Social tensions between employers and union members, as well as between union and non-union members, with the latter sometimes blaming the former for having too many privileges, perhaps even at their expense. 3. Political tensions, of course, with right-wing politicians claiming unions essentially choke the economy and left-wing politicians believing the opposite. We're talking about unions a little earlier in the program. Do you think it's time for unions to come back? Do you think the labor shortage is predicated on people getting the STEMI? I don't think so. I think people are just tired, man. I think people are just tired. You're going into these jobs. They're not fulfilling. And that's why I'm getting out. That's why it's called the great resignation amongst the baby boomers. We're bailing out. We're tired. We make good money in my household. But we live in the double wide here. And people are sick of that. You should be where your parents are. You should live a better life. Your parents should live a better life than your grandparents. You should be living a better life than your parents. And your kids should live a better life than you. But if it's all about me, 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 getting my thing going, and I don't care about you, just come in here and take this crappy job, you should be happy to work here. Your ass can't afford to be in business if you can't afford your labor cost. Unions. You people voted the unions out. And who does it affect? It affects the dominant society. 
We know how to survive. We always have. Whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a war, or whether it's a national disaster, you can say what you want about black people. We are very proficient at surviving. Now, when you're someone where everything's been handed to you, when challenges come up, you don't know how to deal with them. Do you believe anything your government is telling you right now? Do you believe coronavirus is over? Do you believe that people just don't want to go back to work because they're lazy? And that's the part that kills me. You sent me home. You told me to shelter in place. You told me you would send a check. Well, here I am at home. Getting the check. But then as your economy start going, because you know one third of restaurants are never coming back. One third of businesses will never come back. Now, there was a guy two years ago. Highly impressed by this guy. Company he ran. When this guy. When this guy's company hit their. Target. For bringing in revenue, this guy quietly, as they so, let's say he hit it in September. Let's say he hit it in August or September. Once they say, well, we need to make $20 million. Once they hit $20 million, let's say it's beginning of September. Everything they sold after that, he took a section of that money and put it in a bank account. When Christmas rolled around to show your appreciation. I think the newest employee got like fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand and the highest check paid out to the older employees was fifty thousand dollars a person. The beauty of it was the people who came to the Christmas party didn't even know. They thought they were just coming to a Christmas party. So he got up there and explained and start passing out checks. You don't think them people would do anything for that man in that company. Now, somebody else's sorry ass would have made that money and did what? Pocketed it for themselves. When I bought them a new boat, when got them a summer home, went vacationing in Tuscany, whatever the hell. But you don't think about your people. You want to get a company lunch or you want to give away some prizes. Why don't you dole out some damn checks? Because giving me this barbecuing kit at the Christmas party is not going to pay my bills. It's sad. These people don't want to pay. And you voted everything out. You voted again to get rid of social services, which is welfare and Section 8 and whatnot. You voted to ship the jobs out the damn country. You voted to eradicate the unions. White people, because what do they tell you? Oh, it's the immigrants that are screwing up your life. Oh, it's the black people that are screwing up your life. Oh, it's the Asians that are screwing up your life. They never tell you the person screwing up your life is the person who looks just like you. And it's sad. No one wants to deal with it. Everyone in America thinks that somebody else is the cause of their problems. You know? Truly sad. 
trying to think of the president's name. Johnson. President Johnson said he went down to Mississippi to try to help the poor white people down there. Tried to see if they wanted roads or if they wanted uh, new hospitals or a new school or whatever. Man told him, long as we better than the niggas, we don't care. So let me get this straight. Your life is predicated on what someone else gets or doesn't get. So just because that person is getting it, then you don't want to vote for it. Understand one thing. If you were over in France or Australia or somewhere like that, where the majority of the people, there are those people, they're French, they're Austrian, whatever. You notice these people get $3,000, $3,500 a month while they shelter in place from the STEMI. How come we don't do that in America? Why are they cutting it off here in America? First off, they're trying to force you back to them shitty-ass jobs. Second thing, there are too many cliques in America. You understand? You got the Hispanics, you got the Asians, you got the the the, the Mexicans, you got the Latinos, you, you, you got the Samoans. You, everybody has cliques. So the dominant society don't want nobody else getting it. If it was all white people in America, they would still be on the STEMI today. They always want to portray it like you getting over. And you vote all these things down. And like Tariq Nasheed said, you just the last one to get hit with your stupid ass. Dr. Claude Anderson said that they understand what's going on. They created it. You get a job. When you lose your job, you go on social services. Social services was reformed. Now you can only be on social services for two years. After you come off social, social services, the next thing is crime. These people know that. They know how communities are built. And it's sad that black folk will never, ever come together to get something done. That's called social engineering. When welfare came out, welfare was for farmers. The farmer's wife would go down there and get food stamps and whatnot. But she didn't have to put the man out of the home. You know, when that started, late 50s, early 60s, when they started giving it to black women. Now, a man can't be in the house. Why is that? It's all racial. Racism is stupid. And we've bottomed out with racism. Racism came from back in the 1500s, 1600s till today. And it's bottomed out because the generation coming behind Biden and them, they no longer care about that. For us to move forward as a country, you're going to have to ditch the racism. Other people are smarter than you. You're not smart by default because of your skin color. You're just not. If you don't study, nigga, you stupid. That's nothing to do with you being white, brown, yellow, green, or red. If you did not study, if you did not put forth the effort and you stupid, you don't just get shit because you white. They need you to come work their shitty ass jobs. You know, a waiter or a waitress they make two thirty-five to two seventy-five an hour. 
plus tips. So I got to depend on you in order to pay my bills and live my life. Why don't I just have a decent damn wage? Do you know what they pay a McDonald's worker over in France? $22 an hour. And the Big Mac only costs a few cents more. They can do it. If McDonald's can do it over there, they can do it here. They don't want to do it. And then they go here and get these people. Well, you ain't got to pay them this. You ain't got to pay them this. You ain't. And then you wonder why the economy is crap. See, I was I was taught something back in the 70s when the VCR came out. Those of you of a certain age. And my mom explained to me the VCR was fifteen hundred dollars. And my mom said, you got to give it a year or two for the price to come down because they can't make their money off of rich people. You only have a certain amount of rich people, masses of poor people. So like she said, (coughs) in order for them to make their money, they're going to have to bring the price down so that the masses can afford it. What was a VCR by the time? What was a VCR by the time a nigga wasn't buying VCRs no more? Get one for $10. Now, before I get out of here, I do have one somebody, and I've been talking about him all through the show. Tariq Nasheed did a documentary called Buck Breaking. Tariq Nasheed is selling you the DVD. Tariq, I ain't got no damn DVD player. I'm on the internet. I'm I'm on the stick, the fire stick. And I don't know anybody. And then you may say, well, you can put it in your computer, nigga. I want to watch it on the 70 inch. Not on this little 19 inch screen. And then I heard when they're streaming it, that is shutting off. So I'm trying to understand what Tariq got going on. I heard it's very powerful. Now, people say, well, he's telling you stuff you can learn yourself. Well, again, I just said that. If you're not studying or researching, then you stupid. Ain't nobody's fault but yours. Tariq, find another way to get your stuff out there. I've been trying to find it on the fire stick. You understand me? I'm trying to get it off to Joe Lewis so that I can, so that I can check it out. I I, I love his stuff. I, I love Tariq's stuff. Very informative, very informative. Our deepest fear by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous, actually? Who are you not to be? You are a child of the most high God of my ancestors. Your plain small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of the most high God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, We unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically 
liberates others. Shout for one in the main event with Jackie O. Jackie O be back in August. She's still on vacation. Be toward the end of August. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to KYBNRadio.com in Mountain View, California. Dr. Aaron Ramsey and the crew out there in beautiful California. Doc, I'm still waiting on the Jerry Springer thing. I'm still waiting on Jerry. Devastating, titillating, definitely invigorating. Not like I'm insinuating that I think we're stimulating. Reason that we get good ratings because we don't be perpetrating. All we got to do is touch a microphone with Shaka 4-1 in the main event with Jackie Yo on the bangingest thing on your urban internet radio dial. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradios.com, the power is in the name. Make sure you share this podcast and you can check us out at Reinventing Push Gap Radios on Facebook. Until then, catch you next week. Dallas, baby. Pray until something happens. God always provides. At pushgapradio.com, the power is in the name. Pushgapradio.com, extraordinary urban entertainment. I wish we were still pushing the hip-hop from back in the gap, man. (laughs) (laughs) Pushgapradio.com. We finna take over this town like street sweepers.